Hello. 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 Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey. Uh, oh, oh, it's okay. Quiet. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can chat for a little bit now. Just uh, wanted to. Uh, I, yeah, just I wanted to know sort of how you're feeling because um, it's, uh, you certainly seem to be a little bit down. And uh, and I, I guess uh, I mean I've always enjoyed your your participation on the boards, but you remain to me as sort of an enigma, if that makes any sense. Uh, what do you mean? Um, like I know that you you've obviously been involved in this conversation for quite some time, but I've never really got a very clear sense what it's doing for you, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm still uh, figuring it out, I guess. Um, can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Okay, I've got a, a fan on in the background. Um, as I said in one of the threads that I was talking on, it's August isn't a great month for Georgia. so. Right, right, right. I just wanted to make sure the fan wasn't right. going to... We'll start comparing it with uh, Toronto in February, and we'll see who, uh, who loses in the uh, geography wars. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you just you've been listening for I mean pretty close to the beginning is that right I mean yeah um, I think I found it uh, like around right around between Thanksgiving and Christmas I think right when you first started doing it right right uh, listened to the first few and was kind of blown away by it <laughs> right. Now, have you have you continued to listen sort of all the way through, or have there been time? You know, you've been taking breaks for washing breaks and cleanliness and so on, things which I decline <laughs> to do. But uh. I've I've basically listened to all of them the whole way through. Um, I had a lot of time when I was in school because I'd walk to classes every day, and so I was kind of wanting more and more. Lately, I haven't been listening to them as much. I've been trying to catch up when I could, right? Just because I've had to work and hadn't really been able to uh, listen to my iPod that much at work. But I've, I've basically caught up. I haven't listened to too many of the recent uh, Sunday shows. A few of them, what with the the one guy from Europe with the the racial slurs and oh that guy, yeah, and and, uh, and some of the other people on there. And sometimes the sound quality kind of drives me nuts. So I haven't I haven't listened to too many of those. Right. 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 Um, yeah, so I mean, I just, I just wanted to get a sort of idea of um, what, uh, you know, what the benefits or the, the drawbacks or sort of where you're at, because I've just sort of, I mean, you, you've talked a little bit about, uh, just sort of on the side, I mean, I'm sort of even complaining or anything, but just about loneliness or, or isolation or uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's been, that I graduated from college, uh, I guess, not this past May, but the May before that. And then I uh, went back and, and moved in with my parents. And uh, no one else was... I didn't really have many friends at that point anyway. But the few friends that I did have were uh, still back where I went to school or just other places. And so I didn't really have anybody there. So <laughs> for about a year and a half... Well, almost a year and a half, I guess. I've just been kind of doing the solo thing. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it's impacted me 
the, the conversation in the, the forums and podcasts and stuff. Um, but I guess I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done a lot with it. I mean, I've, I've brought it into some conversations, but, uh, things haven't, haven't gone too far beyond that. And now, do you mean that in terms of your social life or in terms of your personal life? Uh, personal and social, I guess. Um, like I said in a little note to you, I've had some conversations with my roommates that <laughs> haven't really gone anywhere. Uh, I guess that could be considered social. I've I've talked to my parents a little bit about some things, um, but that I don't know. They, I think I talked about it on the board uh, a while ago. Uh, talking about the stuff with my dad, and like he gets it, but he can't seem to make the connection. I guess. Right, right, right. I've been <laughs> been trying to to uh, well, I, I like I you probably know I moved out um in June, beginning of June, and I've been on my own. I guess since then, but uh. I've been back a few times and have have talked a little bit with them, but things are are kind of crazy back home for some other things. <laughs> things that you don't want to talk about, or well, it's I can talk about them. It's it might not be uh, able to be got got into fully here, but like my parents uh, have recently gotten custody of my nieces. Uh, from my my half brother, and so there's a lot of stress and stuff at home because my parents are they were older than anyone else's parents that I knew when I was younger, and now they have a, a 12 and 13 year old at home with them, and my dad's almost 70. So wow, <laughs> so things are kind of crazy and. And uh, their their home life was really screwed up, and so they're living with my parents now, and so they're they're bringing the I don't know if you can call it baggage with twelve and thirteen year olds, but I guess you could. Yeah, that'd be some baggage. So they're bringing that in, and and things are are kind of crazy, and so yeah, the, the last few times I've I've been back. Uh, hasn't hasn't been too much too much talking really everyone's kind of trying to put out the fires i guess <laughs> right right and of course that kind of situation is kind of far from the i guess in a sense from the philosophy that we talk about and so on right so that's that's also a challenge right because you're sort of trying to sort your way through some higher ideal challenges and people are just sort of trying to trying to get by right trying to survive these kinds of things yeah, and I've contemplated posting some stuff on the board about it, but I didn't really know what to write, and I don't know, it's it's all pretty crazy. Things have been going on with my half-brother for a while, and it just recently all exploded. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I guess it's kind of, 
sad to say this, but I don't really have much of a, a personal life. <laughs> right. To uh to practice the stuff in. I mean I do I do with my my parents to some degree. Um but even that's lately hasn't been very involved and it, it's always been kind of I've talked about that too on the, the board that things have always been uh pretty distant. And a few months ago, I was talking to my mom on the phone, and one of my friend's parents uh, just recently uh, got a divorce, and they were married for like, I don't know, 30 years, or close to that, something like that. And she's about my age, and my mom was like, well, is she close to her dad? And I just kind of sat there for a little while, and I was like, I... I don't know. I guess that depends on what you mean by close. <laughs> and she kind of sat there for a while on the phone and know she was thinking about it. And she was, and then just out of the blue, she's like, do you think you would be considered close to your father? And I was like, um, no, probably not. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if you have to ask, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, nobody says, gee, I wonder if Steph feels close to Christina, right? Yeah. So, that was that was interesting. I that's not really something that she would normally ask me, and I was like, uh, "No, I I guess not." Would you say so? And she said, "No." <laughs> so I mean, your family is is a group of people who deal with a lot of problems, but don't have a whole lot of conversation, right, about anything that. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty. Um, I wouldn't say a constant thing with my family, but it's it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty big, big problem. Communication, I guess. And do you love them? <laughs> um, I guess with the way that the conversation's been going lately, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I would have said so uh, before I started hearing all this stuff. I have, you know, I have good feelings about them, but. The uh, the love question. I don't know. I could say it, but you know, it's the the whole "is your heart in it" thing. Well, look. I mean, <laughs> I have to be blunt. You do know. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that simply because if if you don't, how how old are you? Uh, twenty three. Twenty three, right? If you don't know whether you love people after you spent twenty three years in close proximity to them, you know, I guess eighteen or twenty living under the same roof, right? Yeah. Then love is impossible, right? Knowledge of love then becomes impossible. If you if, if you if you can't if you can't if you don't know about love within twenty three years, then love is an illusion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that you have to do anything, right? I'm not. I mean, the, the the the. I don't know if you if you sort of feel well. If I say the words, I don't love my parents, then <clears throat> I have to march over and, and fling my inheritance in their face and storm out. And you know, I mean, <laughs> th- th- there's nothing nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to do. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I, but, I, I, but there's something that you don't like about even the question, right? Do Do you love your parents? Yeah, it's it's not so much that I don't like the question. It's it's just it's weird to. Uh, it's just weird to think about. It's not like I'm, you know, you, you've talked to people uh, in the past and, and they've gotten really upset and angry. It's it's not that it evokes that kind of feeling in me. I'm just, 
I don't know. It's it just feels weird. <laughs> okay, well, tell me a little bit more about the emotion that that goes on when I asked you. Like when I, I said, "Do you love them?" What was the emotion that you felt? Um. Let's see. I don't know. Lately, when I've thought about that question, it just my my mind kind of blanks. Uh, and it's kind of like the cartoons when they do the little thought bubble, and there's just a big question mark, <laughs> and there's nothing else there. Right. It's well, like at least I, you have a question mark. That's good, right? Some people don't even have that, so that's <laughs> if it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, right, I mean, but your mind your mind blanks out because of an an emotion, right? Right, and or rather a contradiction of emotion, right? Like if you if you try and flex your tricep and your bicep simultaneously, your arm freezes, right? Yeah. Right. So the reason that we end up with blankness or with paralysis is we have a a feeling and a counter feeling at an unconscious level, which we you know we we find stressful to examine or scary to examine or makes us angry to examine. So we don't we avoid it, right? And that's a sort of learned response. So. So what's uh, what what is the emotion that's that's behind that blankness? Um, at this point, I guess it, I'm just really confused um, because, you know, like I said, thing it's always been a, a fairly distant. Um, I don't I don't know. Well, distance probably a good word. Um, I don't know if that's a, a normal thing with, with older parents, but uh, both my parents were married before they got married. Um, my dad has two other kids uh, that are about twice my age, um, but my mom doesn't have other kids. And I don't know. I, I think that the age and the fact that they kind of went through the, the uh, <laughs> kid thing before when my parents first got married my dad's kids from his other marriage lived with them and, and all this other stuff so uh, things have always been distant um, my my mom and I and my mom and my sister uh, the I love you was not, not said a lot but it was said and it wasn't really ever said with my dad he was uh, um Forgot what I said on the board. What I called him, Mister Military, <laughs> or something like that. He was uh, in the army for a long time, and I guess kind of has some of the stereotypical uh, characteristics. Not a lot of them, but but uh, as far as the emotional distance, I guess that's that's one of them. And and one of the weird things is, uh, I think two week two weekends ago, I went back. And uh, I think for the first time that I can remember, I was talking to him on the phone, and he actually said that uh, he wanted me to come back. He wanted to see me, <laughs> which was strange for me because I he'd never really done that before. He's asked me before, like, so are you coming back? But he's never said, yeah, why don't you come home? I want to see you and stuff like that. My mom does that a lot. She'll, she always wants me to come back. <laughs> but right. my dad never really expresses an interest in, in me coming back. He's just like, oh, so you're coming back. Okay, well, I'll see you when you get here. That kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know, it's always been kind of the... Uh, I've always had this view of my family being like the, the the 50s family. Like, love is is kind of like 
support and not a lot's talked about. Things just kind of go along. <laughs> uh, right, so you, you're doing an excellent, excellent job of avoiding the question. I mean, i got to hand it to you. This is good stuff. I oh, mean, I, like, this is great. I mean, this, this is like excellent learned family stuff, right? <laughs> I'm just, I don't mean that to be critical. I mean, cause no, I know. I'm, just, I'm kind of confused if I'm, if I'm dancing around it then. Yeah, no, listen. I mean, that's perfectly understandable, right? I mean, you're, you're not supposed to ask this question. Right, I mean that's. I mean that, that's the question that that a lot of fam- all too many families like is sort of uh, uh, are sort of um, you know this way, right? That you're not allowed to, to ask these questions because uh, I mean just just from some from the outside, right? It's all foggy from the inside, but it's usually pretty clear from the outside. Not because I'm so smart, but just because it's always easier uh, from the uh, uh, from the outside. But you know, when I asked you what the feeling was, the first thing that you went to was. Uh, you made excuses for your parents, right? Like they're older, they had kids before, they this, you know, my dad's in the army and so on, right? And uh, that, that to me, probably has something to do with the paralysis that you're feeling in your, in your life, right? Because this is not just with regards to your family, right? This is, this is a life issue for you, if I understand this correctly, right? Because you say, you know, spend time in your room, you have coffee alone, like there's a loneliness and you're, 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 you're in deep space, brother, right? I mean, that's sort of what I, I get from, from where you are, right? And you posted the, the poem, which, you know, it's not going to pass unnoticed in a psychologically sophisticated community, right? That, <laughs> that, uh, that's, you know, and that, that was a good thing to do in my, in my humble opinion. I think that was a wise thing to do. But you have these feelings, right? And uh, we'll get to them in a sec. But, you know, when you're asked about, when I sort of ask you about your feelings, and this is not, you don't owe me any kind of explanation at all, but this is probably how you relate to yourself, right? So you have a feeling or an emotion that comes up, and then you start making excuses for other people, which buries your natural and energetic emotions under a sort of dutiful weight of understanding and you know well they were old and they had lots of kids before me and and so on right yeah and uh that that that's going to make you feel like you're carrying about 10,000 bricks every time you go around right mhm because there's a feeling and then you talk yourself out of it by making excuses for other people right yeah um in and like I said, when you first asked the question, it's it's the about the confusion. Um, whenever I do go back, it's not so much of the the uh, the carrying everything. Um, I just you know I, I think about it. I'm sitting there. Uh, if we're eating dinner or whatever, I'm just sitting there and kind of wondering. And I guess. Uh, it's like the words are there; they just don't come. <laughs> Which words? Uh, I guess bringing bringing up, you know, what I'm what I'm feeling with my about my parents or with my family or or whatever. And what are um, you feeling? Well, just that I. Well, it's like what you said. It's that I I feel that there's no. That there's no communication or anything. There's that nothing's talked about, right? And you know, I've and it, when I have talked about things recently, it's been it's been me talking and uh, my my parents agreeing, but it kind of seems I don't know. It seems to uh, 
dissolve. <laughs> right. So there's no engaging, right? So you're saying, I think the Earth is banana-shaped, and I like, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, basically. And it's, uh, and, you know, I've, I've talked to them uh, before. I had some, um, I think I talked about it in the, the Ask a Therapist question that I sent in a while ago. Um, I've been to, to therapy and stuff like that before, and I've done all that. Uh, and I, I've, I've talked to them about that, and they haven't been so much um, unavailable for for me talking to them, but I never seem to, to uh, get any response. It's like I'm talking in a in a, a a dead room. It's like I'm just talking and the sound just dies. There's, that's, there's, yeah, that's a very chilling image. Like seriously, that is a really chilling image. You know, like a family of corpses. It's I don't know. It's it, yeah. It's kind of like I said, just you know, talking and and getting you know, and it's not like I'm being well. I'm not being outright ignored, I guess you could say. They're not just not it's listening. A so, it's a soft kind of absorption, right? Like you're yelling into velvet. I mean, yeah. I think you're yelling, but it's that sort of feeling, right? Yeah. Like uh, I've my, my, both my parents know about my uh, religious beliefs or lack thereof or, or whatever. And they have known since I was probably, I don't know, 14 or 15 and have really dropped it since then not that it was ever really a a big thing but you know I've I've talked about this kind of stuff and it's just kind of ended there (laughs) right 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 so so there's no mirroring right it's like I mean one of the things and we don't know how at least I don't know how far back this goes but one of the things that parents are supposed to do is to mirror the child right so if the child is laughing the parents are supposed to smile back at the child's, right? And if the child is crying, then the parents are supposed to be sad and concerned, right? So that the child's emotions have an impact on the people <clears throat> around him, and they mirror back. It's not like, you know, like a, like a mirror, but it's it's a way of, of responding appropriately to a child's emotional state. And right. uh, uh, it, it doesn't sound like that was much of, of what went on when you were a kid. Well, when I was a kid... Um, I guess the the things that you were just describing were there uh, because that's kind of I wouldn't say survival, but it's it's not a really meaty. I guess you know the kid falls, you do your thing. If the kid's crying, you. But I know I'm not talking about picking him up and patting him and saying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm ever, talking about the, the feelings that the child is having. Yeah, yeah. Ever ever since. I don't know. I kind of went into a a rut once I hit about thirteen, but I guess that's that's not a a new phenomenon. <laughs> went into a rut. What does that mean? Uh, I started getting depressed and uh, hanging with the wrong crowd, and uh, started doing drugs when I was fairly young. Uh, but I'm not sure what you mean when you say. You. Well, I was, I was about to say that ever since that point, there was no, 
uh, reciprocation, I guess, in the 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 feelings like you're talking about. Well, um, but that that can't be the case. I mean, that simply, you know, again, I, I'm not trying to be uh, omniscient about your family, but it's not possible for a 13-year-old child to become depressed and start taking drugs if the child is being loved and mirrored. Right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just saying that one, one, the, the time when I can remember having these feelings, I mean, before that, I don't really remember um, really having... Uh, a lot of issues that I would come to my parents about. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I didn't. I'm just saying that I don't remember. Do you remember having conversations with your parents when you were a child about what you were thinking and feeling? Um, I, I don't have a memory of it, no. I, so I'm assuming that there was none. I mean, it hasn't happened, so, you know. I mean, that's a lot of time, right? I mean... Yeah. from 0 to 13 to not have a meaningful conversation about your thoughts and feelings, that's a lot of isolation right there. Yeah. And that's a... I mean, that's a lot of pain. That's a lot of being ignored. That's a lot of feeling lost in space, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's a, a kind of understimulation for a child, especially if it's that kind of soft velvet of being ignored where people nod and smile and say they love you from time to time, but there's just zero connection, right? So, so I mean, it seems to me that um, kind of logical that, you know, you'd be depressed uh, after this kind of uh, family interaction for or non-interaction for many, many years. You'd be depressed. And it also seems to me quite likely that because of the understimulation you would and, and the depression, you would be more prone to to use drugs, right? Both to stimulate and to and to self-medicate, right? So uh, it just what you, what you said. I think you said you went off the rails or something like that. Like it was just your sort of your personal choice, right? Oh, I was I was just I referred to it as a rut, but yeah, you you fell into a rut, right? But you yeah. weren't. You were pushed into a rut. Right, like if my parents don't feed me, and then I say I developed, I don't know, hypoglycemia or whatever. I don't know what happens when you don't get fed, right? Um, you know, but but I wouldn't just say I just developed hypoglycemia like on my own, or I decided to to diet or whatever. I mean, the key thing is that you were ignored, right? I mean, that that's the key thing, right? So you turn to drugs as a means of of trying to survive, right? That that's the best you could do. Or maybe a better way of putting it is is if my parents don't feed me and I have to go and steal food, and the way that I report that is I say, I decided to become a thief, then I don't know that that's a very true or accurate. Right? Say, I was forced to become a thief to survive because my parents didn't feed me. Right. So let's go back to what you felt, like the emotion that you felt when I asked if you loved your parents. Before the justifications for their behavior before the excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I guess it's... Well, it's not really so much of an I guess... It's hmm. 
the 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 answer is no, but it's kind of like no, but it I don't know it's uh well that no but that's the answer what's right the yeah yeah the the answer is no the feeling is. I don't know. I don't know how much this this uh, this says about it, but it also is. When I say no, it bothers me because that doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> All right. So when you say <laughs> no, I sense. don't love these people who've ignored me for most of my life, which of course is perfectly logical, right? As you know, I mean, this is love. Love is not magic. Love is not alchemy, and love is certainly not inherited or or genetic or or biological or familial or anything. Love is you know, your parents have to be virtuous, they have to be good people, they have to be uh, curious, they have to be compassionate, they have to be empathetic, they have to be joyful, they have to be stimulating. They, I mean, they have to be good parents, right, for you, for you to love them. I mean, that's, that's not voodoo, that's not magic, right? But of course, that's not what we're told. We're told that we owe our parents love just because they had sex and, you know, we, they gave us food and, and water, right, like a cow is supposed to love the farmer. <laughs> Cows get the same thing, right, as most kids. So yeah. you have a feeling, which is that you don't love them, right? I mean, or that you, you, you don't particularly love them, right? You may, you may feel grateful for certain material things that they've provided in the past, but you don't, you don't love them. And then you feel troubled by that. You judge that as a bad thing. Is that, is that what I understand? Well, it, it's not so much that I judge that as a bad thing. It just it, – it feels – it feels weird saying that and not being really upset about it, you know? Why? Um, I don't know. It just seems like something that would, um, uh, elicit a, a more, um, more emotion, I guess. But that, I guess that could be something that's, being covered up too. <laughs> well, certainly, if, if the first thing that you do is judge your emotional reaction in a negative light, you're not going to get more emotion. Right? The same way, like if I stick, if you're the teacher and I put my hand up in class and you ridicule me, I'm not going to put my hand up again, right? Right. Right? So if, if you feel something and then you judge it, right? As negative. Mm. Well, that's weird or that's bad or I shouldn't be feeling this or. Or, you know, only bad people feel that. I'm not saying you're going that far. but or, or, in a sense, if you're indifferent to your feelings, right, the same way that your parents, in some kind of fundamental way, it sounds like we're indifferent to you, if the first thing that you do is negatively judge your emotion, then you're just not going to get more emotion. Now, it's, you're going to end up with depression, right, because kids who are humiliated in class who don't put their hand up anymore aren't happy, right? <laughs> They're just not participating. Yeah. But uh, if the first thing that you do when you feel uh, an emotion like, you know, I, I don't really love my parents, then you're, just, you're not going to get more of that emotion, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it's not so much that I think it's negative. It's, I guess it's just kind of, kind of weird, I guess, you know, because that's not something that's supposed to be said. I don't know. It's, I guess it's kind of a... Well, that's kind of a negative judgment, isn't it? Well, I think that's why I feel that way. I'm not saying that it is negative that I do feel that way. It's just, uh, it feels weird saying it and not having um, a real deep feeling about it. 
it's kind of like what I said earlier about the the big empty thought bubble. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, uh, let me let me ask you a question then, right? So if we if we sort of look at do you love your parents, and the answer is, eh, you know, <laughs> no, right? Then the other question is, do you dislike your parents? I I don't dislike them. Um, I mean, I've. I had some teenage moments where things were rough, but I, you know, at this point, I'm not really upset or they don't really uh, get on my nerves or anything. Um, it's always pleasant at this point, uh, last few weeks aside when things have been kind of crazy. But, uh. Okay, well, tell me what you mean by pleasant. Like you take pleasure in it? Well, I, I have, yeah, on a kind of a superficial level, I guess. Um, I don't know what that means. What, what do you mean by a superficial level? Um, like your mom makes a nice pie? or <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean by that. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I mean, in that, in that kind, of, kind of way, not exactly that, that way, but um, it, uh, you know how... Uh, some people on the boards have talked about you know uh, socializing versus having real friends and stuff like that. It, I, I view it kind of like that in that it's pleasurable, kind of like hanging out with people that you can kind of shoot the breeze with. Uh, you know, everyone's nice to each other, that kind of stuff. It's. It's pleasant in a superficial kind of way. It's you know there's a a hole under <laughs> underneath, but um, yeah. Okay, and I don't uh, know if that answered the question. I well, sure, to some degree, um, but um, uh, when you talk about the 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 pleasure of sort of doing a sort of mild interaction with your family i have i have a tough time understanding how you as you know an obviously very intelligent fellow who's very interested in philosophy and wisdom and truth and and virtue and and curiosity and psychology and so on i'm not saying that every time we philosophers get together with people we must always speak about the nature of the universe but it's got to be part, right? It's got to be part of what we talk about. I mean, I have some goofy podcasts and I have jokes and silly jokes in podcasts, but, you know, the majority of the core is sort of about stuff that is, is important, right? I mean, it's is, uh, is very important. It's sort of the core of what makes us um, valuable or, or, or uh, critical as human beings. So if, if I sort of look at the relationship that I know that you have, which is to truth and, and philosophy and so on, and then I look at the relationship that you have with your parents. Like I see a lot of you that, that I know of, right? The you that I know of. I see a lot of you in the relationship with, with philosophy. But I don't see any of that you in your relationship with your parents. In fact, I see that that you is specifically rejected, right? That you're not allowed to talk about. And look, this, this soft... Ignoring is just as bad, if not worse, as telling you to shut the hell up. Right? Because if somebody tells you to shut the hell up, at least they're being honest with you. Right? But if somebody just says, oh, that's interesting, 
you know, the Henderson's cow had a new calf. <laughs> you know, they could just go off in something else. That's more elegant but more destructive, right? Because you just feel vaguely rejected. Where at least if somebody says, you know, shut up, kid, you bother me, right? <laughs> or something like that. Then you have some, some clearer facts to work with. But when people have this kind of soft rejection, it's, uh, it's much harder to work with. Right, so I, I don't see, like, the philosophy guy and then the family guy seem to me to be two completely different people. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and I, I guess I'll, I'll clarify what I was saying earlier when you were talking about pleasurable. It's, uh, I wouldn't say that it's pleasurable to the extent that, say, you know, me uh, playing my music or talking to certain people on the boards or uh, being with a few of my friends. Um, it's it's not that pleasurable, I guess. Would be. But it's pleasurable for your parents, right? I I would assume so. That's uh, part of the the non-mirroring or whatever. I right. Don't I, really, mean, I, I don't really Mike hear is, much in either regard. <laughs> my, my concern, frankly, is that and again, this is just, you know, take it for what it's worth. It's just sort of my thoughts. But my concern is that you're experiencing your parents' pleasure and not your own displeasure. Okay. It's a possibility, right? You sort of mull it over and, and, and you can think about it, but... Yeah, yeah. Right? I, you you I like philosophy, right? You like uh, psychology. You like truth and depth and curiosity and argument and debate. You love all those things, right? Your parents don't like, in fact, they actively dislike all of those things, but they're too nice to say it, right? <laughs> Just kind of, or nice is a, is a nice way of putting it, but your parents would take pleasure in the kind of shallow, nonsensical, uh, endlessly trivial interactions that you have with them, right? That's their thing. That's their bag, so to speak, right? That's their pleasure center. That's not your pleasure center, at least not solely your pleasure center, right? Because right. otherwise, you've and got more than one personality, and I'd like to talk to a philosophical guy. But <laughs> right. But my concern is that, that it's their pleasure that, that you're serving, not, not your own. Right, yeah. That, ma- that makes sense. I hadn't thought about feeling other people's pleasure. Um, well, it's conform, right? I mean, it's like, well, we, we are relentlessly going to do this, and children just say, okay, well, I guess I'll learn to enjoy it, right? As yeah. best I can, right? And but it's not your pleasure, right? Because you know, it's it's rude for somebody who's interested in philosophy to spend a hundred percent of their time talking about philosophy, right? Right. Yeah. Because you know, other people have interests too, and we should, you know, we at least pretend to be interested in those yeah, things. Yeah, that's or whatever, the uh, right? that's the the balance I had trouble with when I first discovered the podcast. One one of my friends oh, we all do. Like, yeah, I spent fr- 10 years boring people to tears with philosophy before realizing that I also had to, to throw some other things in from time to time. Yeah. Man cannot live by meat alone, no matter how meaty it is. Yeah, my girlfriend at the time was like, okay, okay. <laughs> right, right. But at the same time, the degree to which we are willing to suspend what we find pleasurable in conversation with people, we have a right to expect that they will also make the same accommodation for us, right? So with my friends... I don't expect to talk about philosophy. Like we went out with uh, Christina and and some friends. She's friends with with the woman, and and she the woman is her friend is dating some guy. He's been listening to some podcasts, right? So uh, the only reason we're there is because Christina is friends with this this woman, and she's a very nice woman. But 
her her um, her boyfriend started asking me all of these questions about politics and philosophy, mm. right? So uh, we start, and of course we're all sitting at the same table, right? So so of course <laughs> you don't need to ask me twice, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So we're I'm I'm all over this conversation uh, going into anarchic theory and and logical proofs and so on, right? But I became sort of pretty acutely aware, and not because anybody was saying anything, but it's like that Christina is here to see her friend. I'm not here to talk philosophy with her friend's boyfriend, right? So I had to sort of put that aside and, uh, um, and, and let the, the women talk, right? And, and that was, you know, so, so that accommodation is made for sure, right? I mean, and, and we can all make those accommodations and that's a reasonable thing to do. But at the yeah, same time, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, that, ma- that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I guess I'm still kind of having that uh, balance <laughs> problem. But um, Well, it's not your problem, though, right? It's, right, right, right. It's yeah, something I, that was inflicted upon you because there's no balance, at least as far as you've reported, there's no balance in the give and take of your family situation, right? So. Right, um, yeah. It's like the people on the board who say, you know, when, my, when I started talking about this with my friends, this philosophy stuff, they'd all start rolling their eyes, right? Oh, here he goes again, right? But that's really rude. I mean, it's really, that's, that's just rude, right? I mean, and, and your parents not getting engaged in something that is really important to you, that's rude. That is bad behavior. That is disrespectful to you as an individual. Right to, to just relentlessly only talk about the weather or problems or whatever, right? And I'm, I'm probably overgeneralizing here, but whatever it is that they talk about. And to not devote even 5% or 10% of the time to something that is really of interest to you, uh, that's selfish. I mean, that's pretty rude. Right, yeah. So... That's sort of why, why a lot of people who get into philosophy have challenges because they're not talk, taught, the, and I wasn't, right? I had to spend a long time learning this kind of stuff. The sort of give and take of like, you know, if, if, if I have something to talk about to do with Free Domain Radio, when Christina has something to talk about that's important to her that maybe is not the same, then we'll trade back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not all my stuff and it's not all her stuff. It's, it's a mingle, right? Right. And... So if you're not allowed to talk about the things that are of interest to you and you can't remember a single time in your 22 or 23 years where you have been allowed to talk about things that are of interest to you, and by allowed, I don't mean people sit back and give you vague smiles or whatever, but listen and ask questions and get engaged and get involved, right? right. Well, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's really weird because... What you said about asking questions, um, like they'll ask questions and everything. I, I don't. I'm assuming that it's. I mean, judging by what happens afterwards, which is nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just um, shouting down a well, right? You get yeah. some echoes, like, "Oh, that's interesting." Well, yeah, it? and but it's nothing like. It's like you're discussing uh, some politician's campaign, right? And they say, oh, that's interesting, so he's taking this strategy, and you're like, yeah, and, you know, it's like, but you never, nobody ever votes for anyone. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't change anyone's behavior, right? Yeah. And and it, does it feel sort of like <clears throat> every time you're starting from scratch, like there's no reference to previous conversations? Or... <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So they're just being polite, right? Like, like you're the crazy guy who has a matchbook collection, and everyone who comes to your house 
has to, you, you cook great food, but they have to sit through half an hour of you talking about your matchbooks collection and taking them all out. And, you know, so you just nod and smile and you don't really care, but you just want to get to the food. Well, you know, it's kind of exploitive, right? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of rude. Yeah. And it's not, I tell you, it's not because they're old. There are some old people who are incredibly engaged in conversations, right? I mean, Socrates lived to be 80, right? He was philosophizing to his deathbed, right? And he actually at 70, 70 or so, because he was, uh, he was tried when he was 70, I think, right? Plato lived to be 80. Right? These are people who were incredibly engaged in positive human beings, uh, all the way to their deathbed. There's nothing, there's nothing about getting old that makes you um, depressed and <laughs> inert, right? That's not, that's not a function of your parents' age. Right. I, I, I just don't know. I've, the experience that I've had with uh, friends, parents, and, and uh, like that who have been, I guess, younger, they've always been... Uh, I guess more more involved or receptive to uh, communication. I I don't know. I was just that's always been a question of mine, but I I don't really have any any answers as to why. Well, you do. I mean, again, you have excuses, which are the you know. You I mean every time you make excuses, it's because you know the truth, but you don't like it. Right, you know exactly. I mean, with with all the two more than two decades of you know up close and personal knowledge of your parents, there's nothing about your parents that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like deep down, there's absolutely like you know your parents more than you will know anybody ever in your life. Mm-hmm. Right, there, there, there's no single shred of knowledge that that exists about your parents that could be encompassed within a human mind that you don't have perfect access to. Right. Right. So you know it's not a function of age that makes them distant or makes them foggy or, you know, whatever it is, like this sort of non-responsive or not great communicators or whatever, right? It's not, it's not a function of age. I mean, that's an excuse. It's not a function of a generational gap. <clears throat> it's not a function of the fact that they had kids uh, before, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And I, I know that um, uh, one thing I do know is that, you know, they're, or at least my mom's parents were were uh, pretty much the same way from what I can tell. I've, I've never really been uh, that close to my... Um, extended family, grandparents, and stuff like that. I mean, we saw each other, but never really got that involved. But, uh... But, you know, you keep, you keep saying, I'm going to keep bugging you about this, and I do apologize if I'm, if I'm being too blunt, but you keep saying, I uh, fell off the rails. I wasn't too close to them, and this and that, and the other, right? There seems to me that there's this is an enormous burden on you, right? That, that, that the fact is, it's not children's job, I'm not saying you're saying it's a job, but I, and I try and make this make some sense <laughs> as best I can, but it's not your job to be close to your grandparents, right? It's not your job to be close to your parents. Right, it's your right, parents' yeah. and grandparents' job to be close to you, right? So you keep saying, I was never close to these people or whatever, but the truth of the matter is, they were never close to you. 
It's right. a, it's a yeah. very important distinction, right? Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's, I guess it's uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just not thinking in in that way. But yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Well, you're not thinking. Look, these people didn't measure up. Right. Right. They they weren't close to me. Right. Even the way your mom said it. Right. Your mom said, "Are you close to your dad?" Like it's your job or your responsibility or your thing or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, is your dad has your dad achieved closeness to you? Right. All right. We can't learn intimacy as children. We can't learn intimacy in a vacuum. Right. We can't learn to be close to people in a vacuum. Right. Right. Like you don't say to an eight-year-old kid who grows up in a Caucasian household. Well, why? Is he stupid? He can't speak Mandarin. Yeah. Right? Because if the kid hasn't been taught Mandarin, he sure as hell isn't going to be able to invent it. Right. And the same thing is true of communication, of intimacy, and so on. Right? If your parents don't feed you, you don't say, I failed to eat. Right. But you, uh, at least from what I'm getting, you, you sort of get a, you, the way that you process it is I failed to eat. Um, when I when I say the words, it's not so much that I'm I'm uh, processing it as I failed. It's just um, you know, up until recently, I, it's never been part of my uh, language and it's it still isn't to you know to reverse things like that to say not to say that I was wasn't close to my father but that my father wasn't close to me and it's it's tough to do I mean yeah, I agree yeah. with you. it's tough to do this is this is not intuitive I mean nothing that I'm saying is intuitive right so so when I uh when I when I say that you know I was never close to my grandparents or I was never close to my my uh that I was never close to my parents. It's, it's not so much that I'm saying that, you know, I wasn't and I somehow failed. It's kind of, I don't know, I guess buried under that is that we weren't close. But I, I know, you know, when I say these things that, you know, they didn't make the, the effort, I guess. Is what right, I'm and I'm not, I'm not trying to pick up on any phrase in isolation. I'm just looking at the phrases that you have used, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, I, I went off the rails, uh, uh, I got depressed, uh, I took drugs, uh, I was, uh, you know, my, my, uh, I wasn't close to my father, I wasn't, like, there's a lot of, like, you in isolation statements here. Right. Without any sort of sense that you were not taught any of these things, and you should have been. Right. So, uh, it, and, and of course, the other th- reason that, that I, I sort of mentioned this is that when I asked you whether you left your parents, the first thing that you started to do, and again, this is not criticism, it's just like it's just important things to know, right? That the first thing you started to do was to make excuses for them, right? Mm-hmm. But the more excuses you make for them, the more it's your fault. Okay. Someone's to blame, right? I mean, if, if you have not uh, achieved a satisfying level of intimacy with your parents, 
someone's to blame. Right. Right? And if you start making excuses for themselves, you're building a doghouse around you. Right. And that's just not reasonable. You were the kid. Right, yeah. Sorry, and I'm I just trying to soak everything in. <laughs> I know, look, uh, I'm recording. You can listen to this later, so you don't have to get it all at once, right? But, uh, and of course, I'm not going to release this or anything <laughs> unless, you, unless you want to, right? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time, but don't worry about it. It's totally sealed unless you think that other people might find it of use. And I don't think you're alone in any of this, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that I'm coming down hard on your parents is not because I expect them to be some combination of Leo Buscaglia and Dr. Phil and, you know, like, but, but it's simply because I, I bet you dollars to donuts that if your parents were asked by a stranger in a survey, do you think that it's important to listen to your children, what would they say? Yes. Of course they would, right? They would say yes. They wouldn't say, ah, oh, goddamn little gutter snipes, they should be seen and not heard, and, you know, <laughs> where the hell's my bourbon, right? I mean, they, they wouldn't, they would, they would say it's important to to be close to your children. It's important to listen to what they say. It's important to let them express their feelings. They would say all of those things, right? Right. So it's not that they don't know. Right? It's not that they don't know. Like if I, if I, if I genuinely believed that giving my children stogies is really good for their lungs, then I'm just insane. Right? Like a, but, but if I genuinely believe that, right? But if I say, if somebody asks me, should you give your children stogies? And I say, good God, no, it's terrible for their lungs. And then I go home and give my kids stogies. That's a different matter, right? Right. And if your parents were to say to people, yes, we know what love is. And love is, you know, you, 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 yes, you have to be there for your kids. But you have to take an interest in what, you know, in what they're interested in. You have to, you know, get involved in their life. They would say yes to all of that, right? Right. So they're not unaware of what they should be doing. They're completely and totally and unambiguously aware of what they should be doing. So um, I'm not – I mean I think I'm picking up on the the psychology stuff. Okay, it's still a little foreign to me. But I do have a question. Um, So, you know, if I I go talk to my parents and, you know, I've talked to them about things and – I've come to them with problems I've had and and stuff, and they've talked to me about it and and listened and all that. Um, why why is it that you know this whole time? I guess, and I think this is what you're talking about with the the problem is the 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 lack of mirroring is that I yeah I never heard anything I guess. You never heard what? Well, like, I could come talk to them about stuff, but they wouldn't talk to me about things with them. Well, there's, there's a difference between problem-solving and intimacy, right? And a lot of people get confused about that because so much of what goes on in families is problem-solving. Right. right. But intimacy is not just problem-solving, right? I mean, that, that's sort of one component of it, right? Like... Having a car involves maintenance, but you don't buy a car in order to maintain it, right? So it's just a necessary evil, right? So in all relationships, there are times when you have problems that you have to solve. But problem solving is not the essence of any relationship any more than, you know, getting your car oil changed is the essence of car ownership. It's just something you have to do to to get around, right? Yeah. And so 
when you put your parents into a situation that is um, defined, right? So you put your parents into a situation where you say, I'm having this problem at work. What should I do? Well, then, this is a defined situation. It's a problem-solving situation, right? And I bet your dad came alive in these kinds of situations, right? <laughs> right? Because he's an army guy, right? So what does he do? You know, if, it, if it moves, move it. If it doesn't move, paint it, right? I mean, this is, this is the <laughs> army, right? You, what you do is you solve problems in terms of logistics and so on. You have plans and you execute and projects, right? So when you come with a defined problem, then your parents can, can listen and get involved. And a lot of people mistake that for, for intimacy, but it's right. not. Right? It's not. I can go and get advice on how to build my deck from the guy at the hardware store. But that's not intimacy. Right. Okay. That's just problem solving. Okay. Well, I guess that's the question then. Is the... Okay. So the... uh, intimacy is when they can fill out a questionnaire 50 pages long about what you like and don't like. Okay. Right? When they know what makes you tick, when they have a sense of the shape of your life and the size of your heart and the depth of your thought and your feelings, right. Right? that's intimacy. Not, you know, how should I deal with this jerk at work? Which, you, you, <clears throat> the intimacy is the one thing that's completely not replaceable by anybody else. Right? So, you know, if, if my dad is good at helping me fix a deck, well, I can hire someone to do that, right? Right. If all I want to do is have sex, I can hire a prostitute for that, right? Right. If, uh, if I want to pour my heart out, I can hire a therapist for that. Right? But, but intimacy is, is the thing that, that can't be replaced, right? I can't replace my wife with anyone or any combination of people. Right. Because she knows the whole thing, the, the inside, the outside, the, the whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something that people don't really understand about, uh, about, about intimacy, right? That, that it, it can't be replaced by any other conceivable people or group of people or <laughs> team of professionals or anything like that. Because it's the whole package, right? Right, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Right, so, so with families, people get confused because they say, well, you know, we come over, we chat, we, we do this, we do that, and they help me solve problems from time to time. And, but that's not intimacy. Right. Because you don't feel visible, and we come alive when we feel visible. Right. When people really know us. And, of course, your parents do know you. Don't get me wrong. They know more about you than anybody ever will, except you, right? But, but the thing is that they reject it. They reject it, right? So... They know your love of philosophy, uh, I would say, even more deeply than you, I, I mean, at the moment, right? They know every... Because they know exactly what to say no to. Right, if you come in real excited because you saw a giant watermelon, they'd probably be interested. Oh, do you have a picture? Blah, 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 right? Right. I'm just, I'm totally guessing, right? But whatever it is, right? But when you, when you start talking about philosophy or, or, or atheism or whatever, that's when they know to turn into these soft fog people, right? Because they know exactly where that leads. There's, no, there's nothing that's unclear to anyone in this family. Everybody knows everything. In this family, in every family the world over. Right. They okay. know everything about you. They know your, 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 the depth of your love for wisdom and truth and, and, and so on. 
because they know exactly what to fade away on. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't be doing it, is what you're well, saying. Well, they'd be, right? you know, they would accidentally get interested in philosophy, and only later would they realize how dangerous it was. Okay. Right. right? But they, they absolutely, completely, and totally know where it leads. They know it from A to Z and back again. Right. And that's why their false self-defenses turn the fog machines on. Okay. And you know exactly what topics to avoid in order to have, as you call it, a, quote, pleasant time with your family, right? Right, yeah. I guess I... I was, I was about to say that it's not avoiding, but it is. I just never... It's not really something that, that pops into my mind, avoid this, but I guess it wouldn't have to because after you know the years of, of being, being taught that, I guess. Right, and of course it, it wouldn't be avoidance if it were to pop into your mind, right? It would be bad avoidance, right? You'd have to get better at it. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, the, the stuff to ponder, I mean, the stuff to ponder is what are you doing there? Well, there's two things to ponder, right? I mean, the, the, it's up to you, whatever you want to do, right? But it's just sort of a thought, right? Because I really do get a sense of the isolation that you feel. Like, you are deep in space, right? You, are, you, the, you can barely see the world, it seems to me, from where you're hanging. Like, out beyond Pluto, out among the comets, you know, among the dead stars, you are, you are far out. Uh, right. It feels it feels that way to me, and again, this is your your experience is what matters. I'm just telling you what what I sort of sense, right? No, that's 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 accurate. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do get that sense. I really do, and I I don't like that. I don't like that. I mean, uh, you know, you're a great guy, you're a very smart guy, uh, and you have a hell of a lot to offer. And you know, drifting in deep orbit is not where you should be spending your precious time. And I don't like thinking of you out there in the cold right in the in the depths uh, that's no good right mm-hmm. so you've got to you've got to start doing some stuff about your family i mean you just have to uh, because this is just a huge boulder that is keeping you uh, at the bottom of this well right and you've you've just got to come to some sort of resolution right so so i mean it's terrifying of course right but um there's 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 two for- there's a fork in the road right and obviously you can continue doing the same thing and you know waste 10 years of your life being depressed and then do the same thing later but i would say why bother right you're not going to get those 10 years back later on in your life they just be 10 years down the drain but um the fork is always the same right and you know it from the podcast but i'll just right. remind you you go talk to your parents and you say, you know, I feel completely unsatisfied in our relationship. I feel like we don't talk about anything. I feel like you don't listen. I feel like I have all these interests which I'm just not allowed to talk about. You sit down with them and you say, you know, I, I'm trying to – and people always get confused about this. And not, not – I don't think it's because I'm being unclear but because of their defenses. And they say, well, so basically, you know, that's bad for the relationship. And it's like, no, you're trying to save a relationship. Right, yeah. No, I, I – I, I uh, understand that and really agree with it, and I, I really like that about the 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 ones you've been doing lately, um, talking to people about it, and I um I think that's a really good um, t- a good message to get, especially since you know all the 
the the emails I'm sure you get about the the culty cultiness leave your family and and all that yeah no I I want people look I mean if if every time I said to people go connect with your family they were able to connect with their family I'd be overjoyed yeah I mean, yeah that's yeah, what no. I want for people but yeah. the fact of the matter is that you know just so you don't feel like there's something you can do that's going to change these odds the odds that you will be able to succeed and and in this conversation are virtually nil right. Right, and you don't do it because you want to change your parents, right? You do it because you want to you want to make the core of this relationship real to yourself, right? We we can we can all die in 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 uh, tiny little grains of like tiny little grains of sand going through an hourglass. We can all die in small talk, right? Right, lives lives just get flushed away. Uh, it's like a mountain get er- getting eroded in <laughs> in fast forward, right? We can all die a little death of that's nice cake and do you know so-and-so had a baby and isn't the weather hot for this time of year and, right, oh, are you getting an addition to your house and that's a really nice deck and, you know, until your head explodes, this can be your life, right? But unfortunately, you're not constructed for that because if you were, you wouldn't uh, feel the way that you feel, right? You feel isolated because you are holding the isolation in you that your entire family is experiencing. Everybody in your family feels isolated from each other. But you're the one who has to feel it all. Right? So you feel alone. You go to coffee on your own and you sit in your room on your own because you've got to swallow the whole loneliness and emptiness that's at the core of your family and you've got to fight that, right? that demon of emptiness. You've got to fight that guy. But the odds of succeeding... Is, uh, uh, virtually non-existent. I say virtually because, you know, I don't know, <laughs> maybe uh, they could get hit by lightning and have a personality change, but uh, you go and talk to people because you need to make the truth of the relationship real. If you are being rejected over and over and over again by people who know exactly what is the most important to you, you need to know that. Right. right? Yeah. Avoiding it is just going to waste time. Right? Life is short. Avoiding that is just going to waste time. And Avoiding that is going to reproduce it in your own life, right? In the future, in your family to come. Right. I have a, a question about the, the talking um, thing. And this kind of goes back to the, the guy who was having problems with his, uh, his evil girlfriend, quote unquote. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one who uh, accused him of calling her evil. Yes. Yeah. So, so when, you're, when you're talking to people about these things, um, because I'm sure everyone who listens to these goes through the same thing where you don't know what to say da, 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 da. so if 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 i understand like what what you're talking about with this the the, the important thing isn't so much my my words and the uh the, the perfection of them but it's i guess how they're received or you know what i mean well, practice. I mean, you don't want to go in blind, right? I mean, right, it's right. practice, right? So you want to make notes to yourself, and you can just sort of practice saying it out loud, and plus that will get you lots of room in the coffee shop, right? Just to have an argument <laughs> or whatever, right? But, but you have to sort of get a sense of, of what's, what's missing for you in this relationship, right? And, say, right. and, and the truth, I mean, this, again, this is your, your words are your words, but it would be something like, uh, you know, like I feel like I'm living this totally split life, and it's disorienting to me, like... Like, I love truth, I love philosophy, I'm really interested in, in, in economics and psychology and so on. And I feel like every time I bring this stuff up with you clearly intelligent people who could absolutely handle the conversation intellectually, everything just kind of fades away. Like, I, I say stuff, and then everything just kind of fades away. 
right? And and then you know what'll the, the important thing is you have to stay present to what you're feeling as best as you can and communicate that, right? right. So so if they then say no 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 we're very interested in your your statements about philosophy and we really you know we think it's wonderful that you're interested in it and we can't follow it all but we're certainly interested and blah 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 right? Mm-hmm. Well then. Right? The challenge is, and this is what I mean when I say the real-time relationship, the challenge is that that's going to evoke a feeling in you. And that feeling that it's going to evoke in you is frustration or rejection or you know something, right? Because you're saying, you don't listen to me. And they're saying, no, of course we listen to you. Right. right? And say, well, look, this is an example of what I'm saying. I'm trying to bring up something that's important to me and I'm told that I'm in the wrong. And this happens all the time in this family. I'm either told that I'm in the wrong, like explicitly, or sort of implicitly told that I just, you know, that that I just shouldn't really talk about this kind of stuff because, you know, no one's really that interested or whatever, right? And so this is kind of strange for me, right? Because I assumed as parents, you sort of be interested in my stuff and, and all that, and I just feel that every time, right? And you say with the I feel, right? If you say, you, uh, you people are jerks who never listen to me, that's not going to be defensible, right? Right. But if you say... I feel that you don't listen to me. Nobody can dis- no, nobody can argue you out of that, right? That's what's so powerful about the "I feel" statements. Well, nobody they, can argue. They can't you out logically of that. argue. You no, <laughs> like the, if you say "I feel that you don't listen to me," and they say, "But we do listen to you," right? Right? They say, "Well, but you're not dealing with the real issue. The real issue yeah. is not whether you feel whether you listen to me or not. The real issue is that I feel that you don't listen to me." And if you tell me that you do listen to me, you're just kind of confirming the diagnosis. Right, just kind of... Well, you're ignoring what I'm feeling up. and just trying to argue with me out of what I'm feeling. Right. But the whole point, the whole problem that I have with this family is that everybody tries to argue me out of what it is that I'm feeling. Right. Or ignore what it is that I'm feeling or pat me on the head and say, well, that's a nice trick now, here's a kibble or whatever, right? I mean, it's just <laughs> not, uh, you know, and, and you've got to drive this through, right? Because, you know, this is, this is the great challenge of philosophy, right? This is the stuff that I always warn people about when they get into it. Right. Um, your dad's a soldier. Right. Right? I mean, he kind of did take money to kill people. Right, I mean, I, I know we talk about uh, soldiering or military in the abstract, but all of this stuff is, you know, quite literally deadly serious, right? Right, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. Um... Well, no, I don't think that you do, and I, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't mean this with any disrespect, because I have a huge amount of respect for your intelligence and creativity. But when you were talking about the issues with your parents and why they may not be receptive or whatever. You talked about their age and their prior marriages and their prior children and so on. Right? But you never said that my dad's a hitman in costume. Right. And oh. and again, I, 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 this is an extreme way of putting it and, you know, with all due caveats and so on, but, but that kind of is the core of the military life is that you're kind of like a hitman in costume and if your dad was in fact a hitman in the mafia, that would probably be one of the things that you brought up is to say well here's why he may not be that intimate with me Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, w- I was just pausing for a different reason but but uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean But, but that's really important Yeah, yeah 
yeah, I understand what you're saying. And that's probably nothing you can talk about. Um, no. <laughs> I, right, right. I mean, and but but that's pretty important, right? Right. Yeah. I. Well, I've. I've talked with him about. About it, but I I haven't gone to the level you were just talking about. You know, saying, you know, you took money for this. Um, and yeah, like help explain to me the difference between you and someone on The Sopranos, right? Right. Yeah. And I don't know the reason that I paused earlier, and I this could just be another excuse, but I'll put it out there anyway, just to see. Sure. <laughs> Is that from from what I know about and yeah this this seems to be getting into excuse territory but from what i know it's not that he was a different kind of uh not branch but specialty i guess you could say um he wasn't uh what is it infantry or whatever oh yeah no of course i mean and i'm perfectly aware that there's tons of people in the army who are cooks Right? And I'm yeah. not saying he was a cook, right? But of course, I mean, the, the, I don't even think the majority of people pull the trigger in the yeah, army. Yeah, that, that, that's the reason I paused earlier when you were saying that is... Uh... Well, okay, but then, I mean, to, to, I know mean, he wasn't, right? And I'm sure he's much more uh, educated than this. But let's say he was a cook for the mafia. Right. It's still the mafia. Right. Right, so maybe he's not the guy pulling the trigger. Maybe he's the guy cooking the food to the guy who uh, drives the car for the guy who pulls the trigger. But he's hanging around the guys who pull the trigger. Well, without him, they don't pull the trigger, right? Right. And and it's not that this makes him an evil guy, right? I mean, that that's, again, there is a state of nature that we all inhabit prior to the achievement of wisdom, right? I mean, I was not an evil guy when I was pro-war, when I'm pro, pro-military. I was right. not an evil guy. Yeah, I that's mean, another... That's, that another was, uh... right? that's just in a state of nature. I didn't know. Yeah, right, like that, I'm, I'm not a bad doctor if I've never heard of antibiotics, right? And I don't prescribe them, right? Yeah, that's that's another um, difficult thing to kind of work in to uh, the way you think about things is the the state of nature, I guess. Right. I mean, and, and that's just uh, I, I certainly can't condemn other people for things that I have. I mean, unless I want to just call myself evil, in which case I'm going to stop podcasting and pull it all. I, I can't sort of go that far, right? And, and, and of course, then there could never be any progress because everybody would be evil, right? I mean, or whatever, right? I mean, you, you have to, to try and struggle to achieve goodness uh, despite the illusions that we're all raised under. So, th- I mean, it doesn't mean that he's an evil guy, right? But it does mean that this is a pretty significant fact. And, of course, the reality is that he knows all of this, right? I mean, the reason that people who are in the military end up weird or go into the military because they're strange to begin with uh, is because they know this, right? Mm-hmm. But there's just it's another damn thing you can't talk about, right? Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would certainly, um, uh, if you feel ambiguity about this, and it sounds like you do, right? I mean, 
you have to uh, have the conversation with your parents. You have to uh, kind of uh, search your, your needs and, and figure out what you want in a relationship, right? I mean, and you want to be heard. You want to have great conversations with people that, that are meaningful to you, that, that, that you add something to their life, that they add something to your life. I mean, we all deserve that. I mean, and, and that's, that's the, be- the beauty of these kinds of relationships. The problem is if you take the exact opposite, then you never get there, right? Right. So you have to try and generate that within your parents, and and if you can't, right? And of course, the the odds are that you can't. But I I don't say that to make you give up. I just say that to you know prepare you, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't, then you need to get out. Right. Right. So you've you've got your life to live, your future to live. You can't be hanging around these people. I got this image when you said like a dead house or whatever. I got this image like you said, my parents are 70. It's like, yeah, my parents are 70. Unfortunately, they passed away at 60, but they're still sitting in the in the living room. You know, and, that's, <laughs> right. and, and it's kind of creepy, right? You, you've got to leave these mausoleums to themselves and start uh, with your own life, right? Because you, if, if there is this infection of, of distance and alienation and, and not listening and, and subtle violence in, in institutions... You have to leave this infection behind in order to have uh, a happier life yourself and not feel so isolated and so burdened. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you said whiny and self-pitying poems. Do and I, I know you were kind of joking, right? I know you were kind of joking, but you know there is there is truth in humor as well, right? Because when you first posted your poem, you said, uh, well, I've just been writing these sort of whiny poems and so on since I was, you know, never any solutions and blah, blah, blah. And then when you uh, IM'd me or, or you private messaged me back, you said, uh, I guess it was my sort of whiny, self-pitying poem and so on, right? But oh, yeah. uh, that's, I, I mean, that's, that's a real wound, right? That's a real wound. Right, yeah. I, uh, um, yeah, I... I you're right about the the humor thing. It 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 does uh, cover a lot of things, and especially with me, I've always done done that kind of stuff. Uh, well, no, the, you. This is what you. I, I bet you, this is what your family does, right? I bet you, if you were to show these poems to your dad, his either explicit or implicit reaction would be whiny and self pitying stuff, right? Well, actually, I I've at one point shared my. Uh, writing with my parents and uh no they didn't react that way um but it was you know similar to the reaction to everything else you know, they they said they liked it a lot um and it was well they said they liked some of it a lot uh, some of the the i guess the the darker stuff cuz i still have a lot of my poems I wrote when i was 15 and 16 and it's kind of disturbing to go back and read but um, they 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 didn't say that they liked those. They expressed uh, you know um, being upset by them and and uh, kind of wondering what was going on. But they they never you know, said it was whiny or whatever. Um, but they didn't show much curiosity, and you know, of right, course, then yeah. that's 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 the way to 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 perceive it. But. But certainly, but, if your child shows you poems that, that express deep unhappiness when they're younger, I mean, it's something that you could literally spend a month talking about with your child and asking questions. And, you know, you don't just, you don't just gloss over that stuff when, you, when you're supposed to be a family. You just don't. Right. 
and yeah, I was uh, I was conscious of the. I guess I didn't know exactly what would happen when I posted the poems, but I knew that 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 they wouldn't go unnoticed. I guess. Well, sure, and and just just to raise the bar for you, right? I mean, I'm a guy in Canada. I've never met you face to face. We've talked a couple of times and so on, right? But but I I care enough to 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 give you a call, right, and see what's going on. Your parents and your family they should be they should be doing this a million fold, right? You should not be going through this. Uh, on your own, and uh, you should have this kind of uh, relationship in your life from 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 everyone in your life who notices when you're down and takes the time to to sort of figure out what's going on. Uh, th- that's that's a standard that you have to start developing, and it's going to cause you pain when you look at it in relation to your family. But uh, that is something that is a standard that I think you just need to really start saying that yeah, I mean, I can provide this. I uh, this is what is a good relationship. I need this, and uh, I'm not going to settle for for less. Right. Yeah, that that does make a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, I uh, uh, speaking of that poem, I I I don't know if you saw the the, the final draft, <laughs> but I some of the, some of the things that you and and Greg and some other people talked about, I added back in, and I uh, I thought it turned out okay. I guess I was fairly happy with it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've really, uh, been, I guess, into writing since I was really young and ever since I started writing poetry, I've, I've, I've got the, I guess the, the deep, um, uh, messages that are in it, like kind of like the, the dream analysis stuff that you do. Um, those, those always kind of baffle me, but. It, it's always really easy when I'm reading my own stuff, even though it can sound really crazy. I, it's it's very easy to kind of dig in and see the um, the hidden meanings behind it. And I I knew when I was posting them that you know that uh, it would be noticed. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I mean, you have been uh, and, and and honestly and bravely, I think, right? I mean, you have been. Uh, talking about I- uh, isolation and, and solitude and so on, and uh, you know, people in your life should notice and, and care. Yeah, I have, I've also kind of. I don't know. It's just really hard to uh, come out and be direct because it of, is. Yeah, it is. So I've, I kind of put uh, feelers out there with um, some of my other friends. It's not well. I don't really have a lot of friends, but uh, two of my friends that I've kind of put it out there. <laughs> They're, uh, well, they're they're concerned, but I think they're really, I guess, at a loss because um, when I think about it, they kind of, uh, at least one of them has the same kind of um, I guess uh, I won't say this is this is my problem, but the the problem that I'm having now is kind of mirrored in some other people that I know. So right. So of, you have to be the leader here, right? I mean, this is the hard thing. At yeah. least you have you do have resources to, I think, a fairly decent series of podcasts on this. But I think you're going to have to take the lead 
uh, with with regards to your friends. I mean, you just you have the analytical capacity and you have the resources to to show you what you need to do, right? And I think that you're going to have to uh, take the lead in this. And it's not a role that I think that you were given much uh, much scope with in the past, right? But I mean, I think that's something that you have to. Uh, I mean, I don't think that they're going to be able to to help you. I think you're going to have to do that yourself. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. It's just, I guess it's kind of like a, you know, what you're doing. I put the feelers out there and um, trying to to get an echo back. <laughs> right, for sure, for sure. And it's good to be in that conversation, but you're going to have to report to them on your progress. I don't think that they're going to be able to help you that much. And it's good that you'll, you know, take the steps and and start to, uh, to to put this stuff into practice, right? Because I think that's what I was sort of getting uh, from your, your posts and, and so on. And the poem was, you know, I'm stuffed full of theory, but I can't act, right? right. And that's, uh, that's not a good place to be. Because if philosophy remains only theory, it turns to poison, right? It has to be acted on. Yeah, and the, some of the stuff you've talked about, the, especially the, the um, parts where you talked about boredom and stuff like that, have been, uh, I guess, especially relevant for me. It's kind of hard looking at some of the um, the podcasts and and hearing some of the stories from some people, um, and and their families and and stuff like that. Uh, and you know, like you talk about, it's it's the the uh, the non obvious stuff that can really be the problem. For sure, yeah. I mean, you have a much more difficult situation in many, many ways than I did, and that's you know that's just very important to to understand. And your family is socially sanctioned, right? They were. I mean, my family was so completely off the mark that I mean, it wasn't that hard to figure out that something must be awry. But your family has a lot more social support and structure around it, so it's it's definitely tougher. But uh, I mean, uh, I definitely would uh, would take that uh, take that approach. You know, put put the stuff that you've listened to uh, really into practice, and and uh, I'm telling you, it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything is uh is clear in my head now. Um, well, we'll have a listen. To, I'll 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 put this. I'm not going to post it as a podcast. Have a listen, uh, and and let me know what you think. I think that there are enough people who are struggling with this exact same issue that uh, I think it would be very generous and helpful. Uh, to to put it out there, but the the, the final decision, of course, is yours. So uh, I'll send you uh, uh, a PM with the link, and uh, have a listen, uh, and and let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll do that, and um, yeah, I'll get back to you. So uh, yeah, thanks a lot for talking to me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, bro. I, I hope that uh, I hope that it uh, it works out. I'm sure that it will. You certainly have a lot of intellectual and creative resources at your disposal, and uh, you've got to come in from deep space because it's uh, it's cold out there, brother. Yeah, I've uh, definitely been uh, feeling that the last couple of months. It's kind of surreal, actually. To, uh, right, right. That kind of dissociation. It's uh, you've got to fight that with action. Uh, that's going to jolt you back into because you have the the people around you, and you're kind of. I guess lulled into thinking that things are okay and then you remove that and things stay the same and you're just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean I have to act no I just listen to more podcasts that's the way to do it
Yeah. All yeah, right, like... listen, I've got to head to bed because it's like 12.30 here. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to stay on a reasonable schedule because uh, otherwise I end up writing till 4 a.m. and then crashing till noon, which is not good. So uh, so I'm trying to stay on a reasonable schedule. So I'm going to slither off to bed. But uh, I will post this uh, before I, I go to bed and, and send you the uh, the post so you can have a listen to it. All right. I probably won't get it until tomorrow, but uh, I'll, no I'll give it a listen and uh, let you know. Thanks, man. Talk to you All soon. Right. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.